0: Hello and welcome to Rise Up with me, Jen Kavanagh. I am a holistic therapist and empowerment coach and my purpose here is to guide you home to yourself and help you create and live a life of your dreams. This podcast will explore topics to help you on your own healing journey, such as body and soul nourishment, manifestation, masculine and feminine energies, inner child healing, embodiment, sensuality, sexuality, and all of this ultimately focusing on the cultivation of self-love, self-worth, and true embodiment of your authentic soul. This will then allow you to create and live a life that you really love. So join me and my incredible guest speakers, reclaim your divine feminine power and rise up. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Rise Up podcast. I'm so excited today. I have miss kelly fits on Uh, that's what you're gonna know her as if you're following her on instagram and for all of all of the ladies and the guys who are local um but i'm so excited for you to meet her on here because she is incredible she is a woman extraordinaire and she has been on the most beautiful journey of learning to love herself um especially since covid hit and we were kind of thrown into that alternate universe that none of us really expected. And I think there's going to be so much wisdom for everyone listening in her journey because she is not just a woman. She's also a mom, wife, a working working woman, like, this, and, and you work as a care nurse as well, you know, like it's, it's tough going. It's not like an easy job. Um, a Reiki master, just pretty much all around beautiful human being. to be perfectly honest with you. So I'm very excited for you to hear her wisdom. And I just want, I want you to take from it, um, everything that you need to inspire you on your own journey to body love, self-love, overcoming mental health, overcoming everything that COVID has, brought us and left us with um and just bring you back to a beautiful sense of self so I'm going to introduce Kelly and let her say hi and tell us a little bit about herself and her journey hello beautiful
1: woman hi Jen. yeah I'm Kelly I'm 40 years young as they say and I have been on many journeys like a lot of us Um, But the journey always goes back to ourselves. Mm. And for me, it was learning. And I'm still on that journey, learning to get to know myself inside out. And I have this thing lately where I'm becoming what I came to be.
0: I love that. That is gorgeous.
1: What are you what are you here to do? To be unapologetically me. Mm. Who, not let fear take over and it's funny you should mention COVID because with COVID came a lot of fear but behind it all for me anyway it was a fear of who am I what am I where am I going because it made us a lot of us I don't think anybody missed the boat when it made us all think and reset and changed an awful lot of things and put a lot of things into perspective of how we wanted to move forward after COVID yeah and for me I'm carrying that through as I say it it brought me to my knees in many ways Mm. um, professionally psychologically personally but when you're on your knees there's only one way up and that's to rise and the rise is still happening there's blips along the way but the rise still happens and will it continue to happen mm, I love that
0: you are on a very very poignant part of your journey I can't say that word properly poignant <laughs> I, I'd be the same <laughs> you're on a very beautiful part of your journey it's very mm. um you know really allowing you to see how far you've come as well right Mm -hmm. um and just before we started this you were talking about how recently especially so many things have just fallen away from your life for you and it's like that's happening for so many people as a collective right now we've been through it's almost like a fire ritual or something since the beginning of the year that's burning away everything that no longer resonates for us um because we we are really opening up to the path that we're supposed to be on and I don't know if you've noticed from anybody that you've been around but like everyone, everyone is being challenged in their current circumstances because it's like, okay, you're now you now have to figure out what it is you're here to do and you now have to go and do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Big time. And I think I think that was the best thing that possibly happened of the pandemic was it made a lot of people question. What am I here for? What Mm -hmm. am I? What is life about? Because before pandemic, we had so much control or so we thought over everything. And then, literally, overnight, we lost control. Mm-hmm. But yet, we had it at the same time, as in, like, we have, we have, when we surrender to the life that we're here for, we loosen the reins of that need to control of how it unfolds. Mm-hmm. But in that journey, the crumble happens mm-hmm. and nobody escapes the crumble. And COVID, I think
0: what it really did for a lot of people, they had nothing to hide behind anymore. For so long, we used all of these external things, these external factors in our lives, going out, drinking, you know, down the pub at the weekends, um, all of the different things that you could do indoors uh, or outdoors that involved meeting other people, going to gigs, whatever it was. And we hid behind it. It meant we didn't have to do the work because we didn't have to look that closely at ourselves. And then suddenly COVID hit and it was like, oh, shit, (laughs)
1: the shadows are there.
0: (laughs) And, you know, for some people, they really use that as a catalyst for their healing, for their journey. Um, And then others have gone the opposite way, which is really unfortunate. But um, I definitely think for you, it's brought you much closer to this unveiling of self. Yeah,
1: Yeah, definitely. Because prior to COVID, I... I have a long history of mental health issues and I would have spent a long time in and out of psychiatric units. So prior to the pandemic, I had what I call a jigsaw of tools to help me and maintain my mental health. Mm. But with the pandemic then came a lot of restrictions and my jigsaw tools, I couldn't avail of them. And a bit like what you're saying, we, we had nothing to hide behind anymore. So for me, what happened was I got once again stripped back and reminded you can have all the tools in the world, but until you dig deep, until you connect back into you and figure out and learn that all it takes is actually you. You don't need anything else. Mm. Yeah.
0: These are external factors there are external things that you think you need to have in order to heal or be and again something else we were just talking about before you popped on is um one of our mutual friends put up you know a post on instagram this morning and it's like talking about how you know spirituality can be seen as this like you know almost like a thing you have to achieve right there's like levels of being the most spiritual and you're only spiritual if you do xyz and you do them in this order and you're showing up like this every single day and it was a great reminder that like that's not what it is first and foremost but also that you know instagram and any source online shows us highlight reels from people's lives and whilst we might come on and be very honest about our journeys like I know when I'm in the shit of things like I have I've been a little bit you know hiding since Christmas as well and kind of taking some time and doing a lot of healing and I'm in a I'm in an amazing space right now but some of that I really just don't want to share I want to I want to have it really special and sacred for my own journey and I don't want to have to come on and say that so I am guilty of probably showing too much of of the light and not showing maybe some of the dark um but you know, we live and we learn as we move on. But the point of this is that sometimes when people get into this journey, like they may have done since COVID hit, um, they get lost a little bit along the way because they're kind of, well, where do I go from here? And, and you know, what tools should I be using? And how can I really help myself? And like, how can I show up and continue to do this every day? And, you know, one of my biggest points in the whole thing is that, I'm single I don't have kids to look after I don't have uh, a job outside of my own work right now to go out and try and do every day how can people show up and begin to help themselves when they have a fully packed life like you're a wonder woman for this let's go let's give them the tools what are what are we suggesting
1: well one the the first thing you have to to identify is where are you not showing up and Mm -hmm. it's 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 strange or not strange synchronicity probably that this podcast has landed on today because I have had probably the opposite problem to you in the last couple of years I possibly have shared too much of my dark online and because I wanted to keep it always real and authentic But when we show a lot of the dark or when we show a lot of the realness, even though we're comfortable with that, as you say, Instagram is a platform where we show reels and we choose what we put out there. Mm -hmm. So the last couple of years, I have, same as yourself, been choosing what to put out there. And I've been wanting to target people that were in similar situations, me that journeyed similar things that I went through But in the midst of it all, I was very poor at integrating it into my real life. So even though I was doing the work and I was doing the work, I was not communicating effectively with my loved ones along the way. And that was a huge gap that I, I don't know if I was oblivious to it or unaware of it, but of late, I've become very aware of it. And I've taken a step back now, as in what I do share online now, in terms of personal life, I can still share the tools that I've gained over the, the years without necessarily sharing to the depths of what I've been sharing personally. Um, and how you do that is literally you try your best. Mm-hmm. All we can ever do is try our best. And my boys are grown men at this stage, but For anybody that has small children. And I understand a lot of people say I don't have time to to do my own thing. But there is a time. And for me, when I would have been a lot busier than what I am now, it was getting the alarm clock set a little bit earlier in the morning. Just even 10, 15 minutes, because that's the thing, I think so many of us have an all or nothing approach and we go we want to go hell for leather or something whereas if we just take little baby steps small changes small steps lead to big changes Mm. so if you have a very busy lifestyle and you you know you're juggling so many things in your hand because there's other ladies out there and men that have Busier businesses than I, or busier lives than I. And it is very hard to juggle everything. But it's all about time management and prioritizing in that time management what's important. And for me, the best person that's important is yourself, because when you give to yourself the way you're meant to give to yourself, you are more flexible with everything that happens around you. Mm-hmm. When we neglect ourselves, when we fail, when we fail to fill up our own cup or fail to attend our own needs, what happens? We're more snappier, we're more irritable, we're more stressed, we're more reactive. Whereas when we look after ourselves, we respond to situations. We can be clear about what we want, we can express our needs better. I love
0: that. And what you're saying as well really ties in with coming out of that masculine mode of do, 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 go, 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 and finding some space for the feminine to come back in,
1: to -hmm. relax
0: and actually allow yourself to just be, right? And like you said, a lot of people think it has to be this big, long, like hour long meditation session in order for it to be successful. Like it really doesn't you're talking about an intimate moment with yourself each day that's it it doesn't have to be anything huge it can be 10 minutes five minutes whatever you can manage at the beginning you can progress from there absolutely but we want people to actually just be able to check in with themselves and there's no right or wrong way of doing that and maybe that hasn't been made clear you know it's all great going to all these events and going out and doing our sea swims and all the rest of it that we do that we love. And, you know, it's part of our own routines and what we've created for ourselves and, and we've discovered what works for us over time, but there should never be any shame for anybody else who can't do that or doesn't get to do that. And um, mm. cause it's not in their, in their schedule, you know, um everybody has different priorities, but it is finding out what is a priority for you and working with that from there. And, and really just moving through that so one of the biggest things that I wanted to speak to you about on here is like I think one of my favorite things to come across on Instagram is your dancing videos I love <laughs> them <laughs> I absolutely adore them. And the feckin' algorithm never shows them to me enough. Or I'll see them like three days later or something. And like, damn it, if I comment now, I just look like a stalker. It's like I'm going on your page and having a wee like scoot to see what's been going on. So, like you are the embodiment of learning to love yourself and learning to adore the body that you're in and learning to show yourself that love.
1: How did you even start on that journey? I think we'll always have a trigger that starts us. And for me, my biggest trigger was um, a doctor, believe it or not, it was, uh, and he said some, I've always been kind of, I don't know if lucky's the word or what, but my body has never rightly bothered me in my adult years. Um, because, and we we brushed on this together ourselves when I was younger, obviously through sexual trauma, I set out my way to make myself as I thought as unattractive as I could, mm-hmm. which is completely delusional now in retrospect. But at the time, I didn't realize that. But my self-love journey with my body started um, in April nineteen remember end of 2018, start 2019. And it when it we all have a kit an Achilles heel, mm-hmm. and my care work is something I'm really passionate about. And it was said to me that I was too morbidly obese to continue doing care work. And that got to me because I knew I was a bloody good carer mm-hmm. and I felt in that moment, why is my human shell affecting my ability to care? Now, of course, there could be practicalities where it could affect them things. But overall, it wasn't affecting my job. Anyway, the silver lining, the positive of all this, I got referred to a, a weight management clinic. Now, everybody thinks weight management clinic means weight loss. That's not the case at all. It started me on how to learn to love myself, my relationship with food, Hmm. my relationship with how I look at myself. And now, not that I did this with the clinic, but I started, you know, reading or looking at like TED Talks or YouTube, and mirror work kept coming up. And I was like, what the hell is this mirror work about? So one day, It said that you had to, you know, look at yourself in the mirror, look at every part of you. And that was probably the scariest day of my life. I still remember it was the most horrifying day of my life. I'm not going to say it was the most liberating day of my life because it wasn't. Mm. I was staring at my human shell. For the first time in a long time. Did I like back? Did I like the reflection? No, I didn't no if I could have just covered myself up I would have been happy and that surprised me because anybody you know in my circle I would be quite relaxed about about my body if it was in front of men that'd be different but around women I didn't care my attitude was we all have the same thing I don't really mind that sort of way but when I start the mirror walk vulnerability happened mm. And just as you said earlier, I had been living so long in my masculine. Oh, I have to be strong. I, I can't let people see that I am actually so miserable inside here. My feminine side start to come in and start saying, hold on a minute. We're going to start to love you and care for you and nurture you. And we're going to learn some way how to fuel your body in the way with love because up until that point as well I had been yo-yo dieting and exercising out punishment rather of love eating out like like I the one thing like that I when I reflect back on I ate a spot like I've been I'm a recovered binge eating disorder but a lot of times I ate like the way my dog does I gave myself treats. I'm not a dog, I'm a human being. Mm-hmm. Food is fuel. Yes, certain foods have delicious pleasurable taste on our our mouths, but ultimately this body I'm in, I'm only gifted it temporarily, and I want it's my forever home at the moment. And I want to learn to love it the best way I can. So it it took two two three years before I could look in the mirror and say you're an absolute gorgeous woman so that's the one thing if anybody's listening and they think well, i'm going to start that and hopefully i'll be there you can't set a timeline you have to go at your lane your pace it's not a race yeah. the only person you're in competition with is the person in the mirror and it's never a competition out coming from a place of hate it's always a competition of just becoming the best version of you. And that doesn't necessarily mean what your shell looks like. It's about your your core, your source, your, your inner you. Does that make sense?
0: 100%. I can resonate with that so much from my own journey with eating disorders and food. And like that after the sexual trauma, wanting to put on the weight and height that was my thing I was like well this human shell let me make this disgusting and then I can hide yeah. behind it because we're taught right any any woman in a larger body is disgusting that's what we're yeah. taught in yeah by media, right so ultimately as soon as something like that happens it's like well I want to I want to just be considered disgusting so I'm just going to eat yeah and eat and eat and eat and eat and get to the point where you have that and like funny enough as well my journey with mirror work started when I would have been at my largest size and wow it is it is deep you know it's deep work to do people don't realize that I've worked with clients on it since and their own journeys have been incredible from doing the, mini- the mirror work too and like that I think it was about still two years after I started doing that before I even looked at actually losing weight. Because it wasn't about losing weight. It was about loving my body as it was. I realized very quickly that if I couldn't love my body for where I was at, I was never going to love it, ever. It wouldn't matter what size I got to.
1: Yeah. And, and that, it's funny you should mention that, that's one thing I see my clients that will be on similar journeys to me. They focus so much on the external, they forget the internal, so they get this external body that they dreamed of, or so they thought, but they fail to learn to grow to love themselves inside out. Mm -hmm. And when we love ourselves inside out, literally, we glow in such a way that it's... It's undescribable. Like it's, it's just, it's so beautiful. Like, and you know yourself. You've been around women. You can automatically, or men, you can automatically know when you're around somebody that is comfortable in their skin. And it's, it's contagious. You want a bit of that. Um, but too often, we have to have a good long look at ourselves, and see how much are we playing part in our own suffering. And I know for me, I played the role very, very good because I was afraid of what I'd be without this identity. Yes, I don't know life without this identity. And that's why I say my journey at the moment is becoming. It's dropping all the labels, dropping all the identities and it's just becoming me that's just so beautiful
0: like it's so true because again it's another thing to hide behind it's another crutch yeah you know like we've all done it in different ways across the years I think it's so funny now I don't know if you get this as well but you'll notice yourself trying to do it with something and you're like, Oh no, that, that doesn't stick anymore. Yeah. You're like, "That's oh, we, we, we can see this now. <laughs> That's yeah. an old pattern. Yeah.
1: You're not hiding behind this. Yeah.
0: Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Yeah. It's like, who am I if I'm not this person? And it's been really interesting actually thinking of like weight or, and things like that. I'd lost a good bit of weight over the years, the last couple of years, Mainly just because I came out of wanting to hide. And so a lot of it was inflammation that was going on in my body. It was the trauma causing a lot of inflammation, trap trauma in my body, not just from that instant, from many, many different incidents in my life. And as I started to work through that naturally, you know, I was eating healthier. I know how to eat being a nutritional therapist. I was working out and going to the gym, but I wasn't religious with it. I was allowing myself to still eat whatever I wanted to. But I dropped, I dropped body fat and I dropped weight. And um, I kind of came to like a sort of happy medium then over the past couple of years where my weight stayed like pretty stable. Since I've left my job last summer, the end of last summer, so September time. Um, and over the past few months, as I've really deep dove into that personal work and really doing a lot of things, It's shifted again, and more has come off me without me trying. I haven't been working out, I haven't been eating in any like particular way. I mean, we had Christmas in the middle of it all, right? So, I I haven't been a saint with food, but I've really noticed that that the weight continues to sort of come off without me even really trying to, right? You know, over the past couple months, and it's all because energetically stuff is still shifting. And my body and everyone's body is the same. Your body knows its natural state that it wants to be in. Yeah. So actually us trying to like control it, especially as women, going back into that masculine role of controlling and doing and like grasping onto like I need to diet and I have to eat a certain amount of calories every day or I have to count my macros or you've got to punish myself in the gym like what you were saying earlier with exercise and all these different things like just stop for a moment and take a breath and like really feel into how cruel that is for yourself
1: yeah and that's been a biggie for me because with even my old mindset um be it kind of society influence or what um you especially when it's it's your journey with weight anyway you feel like you are not worthy enough unless you do it in a certain time frame it's like if you're really trying to it's it goes back to that external validation again if you're you know for me I have felt with every shift I've done mentally, spiritually, emotionally, more weight has fallen off me. And I might necessarily have, like you said, changed anything within my routine, but it's fallen away. And for me, stepping into the flow of the feminine side of me, it's, it's honoring my pace of how I'm going. Because There are some days that, especially, I feel when we are unlearning decades of conditioned stuff. Mm -hmm. There are some days where, as you say, I just need to breathe and not actually do everything that I'm I've been taught to do, and just be, yeah, and to nurture myself and give myself the love and compassion and patience. I'm a very impatient person people get, get surprised by that but well, I am actually a very impatient person you did not so, come across an impatient person at all oh yeah <laughs> I'm so impatient I'm, and uh, it's ridiculous but the thing is I have to learn to give the patience to myself I'm patient with other people don't get me wrong but with myself I'm impatient and that's that's me not loving myself to my full potential I have so much that I've overcome, so much that I've worked through. And now it's just like that, letting it flow. Stop trying to control how, when, just do my baby steps every single day. Just quit the all or nothing approach. Quit the, like, and since I start this journey, this is a big thing with me. Prior to 2019, my weight fluctuated. Down, up down up down since i actually started the journey my weight has either maintained or dropped 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 not huge drops just nice slow steady pace mm-hmm. but it's never going up. and for somebody that had as you probably know yourself that had an eating disorder that's a big thing because it's like flipping roller coaster up down up down up down And that's something I'm really recognising and honouring and saying, oh, you're actually getting somewhere this time. And why are you getting somewhere this time? It's because you're fucking, oh, sorry. (laughs) It's because you're loving yourself. I curse on this all the time. It's fine. Do it. (laughs) It's because you're loving yourself and you're learning to love yourself. The the flaws, the mistakes, the blips, the whatever. You're not coming down yourself hard as nails all the time. You're not self-sabotaging yourself constantly with that you know bullshit attitude anymore you're also not
0: doing it from a place of lack
1: yes right so you think
0: about and and actually it was funny because I never ever you know we talk so much about manifestation and abundance and all the rest of it and I never associated weight with that for a long long time it's only really come into my awareness in the past couple of months And I was like, Jesus Christ, I always came at my body from a place of lack. I always hated this part or that part or how I looked a certain way or whatever, because I felt like I was lacking something that society told me I should have in order to be beautiful, in Mm -hmm. order to be considered sexy or, you know, to have a to have a nice body. And I think that that's probably been the biggest change for me is especially over the last few years. And especially over the last few months, since that's come to my awareness, is I don't feel like I lack anything about my body. I, I feel like I I just love it for what it is. And it's going to continue to change. And like I'm going, I, I went back to the gym for the first time since before COVID this week. And I'm actually so excited because I love the feeling from working out. It's nothing to do with how I look. Um, and one of my friends is doing a training plan for me he was like what is it that you want to get from this I was like I just want to feel really strong I love feeling really strong just, in my body yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not about how I look it's not going in to try and lose fat or weight or get abs right yeah. <laughs> like everyone thinks that you need to have I'm like for body fat percentage I want to keep a bit there because I haven't had babies yet and I don't know if I'm going to have them and if I do like I want my womb to be healthy so we've got to have a bit of body fat going on right yeah so there's so many different things but it's such it's such an area where you can so easily be triggered to go back into old habits
1: yeah
0: but this time around even when I was going out and doing my meal prep and stuff because I just like having food there because I'm hungry not because I feel like I have to eat super healthy food all the time but I wasn't thinking oh I need to eat x amount of calories I need to eat this sort of macro range I need to do this and that and all of these other things it's the first time that I've done this where I don't feel any sort of lack whatsoever and to see that on a journey and you'll probably get this as well like after you've been on that journey when you can see your progress you're like holy fuck
1: yeah and it's um, sorry I'm just going to lift my dog because otherwise she'll she'll cry hold on a second that's all right come on let the doggy join us for the conversation oh she'll sit down just once she she said yeah for me it's been a real game changer um as you say when you're not coming from place of lack, for me it was leaning into gratitude mm. and with my care work every day Like, I have a lot of holistic therapists say to me, would you ever give up your care work and and do the holistic work full-time? No, no. Because my care work, one, I love it, right? But apart from that, it helps me keep things into perspective. And every day I would look after people with all ailments, illnesses, conditions. And when you see on a regular basis, In one second, your life can change from something your body has. Something that has happened to your body. You start to thank your body and be grateful for the body that you have. For what it has carried you through for whatever age you are in your life. For me, I'm 40, so for 40 years has carried me through so much in my life. And it's such a miraculous piece of machinery like and when you look on it as being your forever home in this lifetime you actually just want to hug it so much and thank it and give it whatever it needs to keep functioning to the best it can like I actually sometimes get really emotional over the times that I didn't have these tools, but then you think divine timing and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. But I just like, why couldn't I, like this, this mindset, you'd love to bottle it and give it to people because you see it, you see it every day. You witness it every day where women and men, they beat themselves up so badly about what is little flaw to you and me is a major thing for them. And if you can just inject into them, okay, this is seen as a flaw, but why is it a flaw? Where did that originate come from? Was it from a magazine? Was it from somebody, what somebody said to you? Is it from your own visual thing and how you look on it? Now flip it around. What has your body done for you today? Today's a gorgeous sunny day. Can you see the sun out there? Can you breathe the oxygen out there? When we actually start to get nitty gritty with how amazing it is, you just wanna give it the best life ever. Yeah.
0: I love that so much and it's so true. Sometimes it takes something really bad to happen to us for us to be able to see something like this, for us to be able to look at things in a different way. And I would love for people to get to the point where it didn't have something bad didn't have to happen to them or for Mm -hmm. them to be able to see things because it's so true that that was a huge part of my healing as well as actually being appreciative of everything that my body has been through, been through since the moment, since the moment you're, you know, conceived and you're growing in the womb your body has to do so much for you and then you're birthed into this world and you're you have to learn how to walk and you have to do all of these different things and we take it for granted so often because we're punishing it for how it looks but we're never ever thinking about all of the different things it does for us we're never thinking about the heart pumping blood around and oxygen around to all of our, our vital organs you know we're not thinking about when we eat the food that we're blessed to be eating that our body's then digesting that for us and taking nutrients from it and we're not thinking about the legs that are walking us around every day to see all mm-hmm. of these beautiful things outside in nature or you know getting us to and from work or whatever it is or going to the gym mm-hmm. being able to do that and as you said your care work has allowed you to see people where that's just not possible for them where you know they're they're not in a place where they can use their bodies to the best of their ability and it really does give you that sense of like miraculous gratitude for everything that the body can do
1: and you you talked about my dancing earlier on and my embodiment I find what is happening with me now and maybe people relate to this when for starters anybody that hasn't done embodiment or dancing or movement like that they probably just look in a person as that person's just dancing and yes sometimes that could be what's going on you're just having a bip and a bop and enjoying yourself but with the embodiment part and this came you know i started the shaki uh, group last july what well, hide noticed in the last year is when i start to do embodiment work movement medicine work stuff gets released from me that it doesn't necessarily, do you know when we go to therapy or anybody that is familiar with therapy, we can sometimes go and we feel absolutely drained afterwards. And it's just like, oh, with the embodiment and the movement, stuff gets released from me, but gets released from me in such a safe way. And like memories, images sometimes come up, but when they're coming up and in the movement, It's like as if they've been given such a little safe space to come up and get released. And then after the movement, whether I'm doing it here on my own in the house or with the girls in the Shaki group, like that again, energetically, I feel like so much more weight has dropped Mm. because it's that energy that's still there, like the body keeps score and the energy that's still trapped inside of all of us when we give it that space and that's why I love the movement is medicine it's like I just think it should be taught at school because it would have saved me from a lot of stuff yeah yeah because
0: I had dance when I was younger I had dance from a very young age in my life I was always dancing around I think at home anyway and then I was in Irish dancing for years and then it was kind of performing arts so more that kind of stuff and then in my teens it was ballet, modern, hip-hop, tap, freestyle um, and I really went for it I was going for dancing as a career but it was never about embodiment yeah. it was always about learning steps and and performing you know, perform. art yeah it being choreography you know there was no enjoyment in it and, and when I became ill and I couldn't dance anymore I took it from my life for a very long time I wouldn't move I'd go out on a night out and I'd dance but I wouldn't move other than that I, I even stopped listening to music for a very long time um as a form of punishment punishment for myself because I felt like I had let myself down when it's something that I couldn't control But over the past few years and and really healing from the eating disorders movement has been such a huge part of that because being able to come down and have like, you cannot explain to somebody who doesn't understand it, how painful, beautiful, incredibly emotional touching your body is Yeah, putting your hands on your body and feeling your body when Mm. you hate yourself yeah so being able to use this movement practice and actually not only look in a mirror and see yourself like actually really see yourself but start to touch that body and start to touch yourself Um, and it not being in a sexual way this is a reconnection way this is the sensuality it's bringing back in that sense of touch from you that is a whole different ball game and that's that's for me where the movement really started because I was like okay (laughs) this is how I got to reconnect connect with myself yeah and um yeah I've used it ever since and that's probably going back a good like five years now and it's been a really, really vital part of my journey. So I think for definitely for anybody out there, and I can understand that it probably looks like a gimmick sometimes, but you don't have to record yourself doing it. You don't have to put it up online at all. This is a very personal, private experience.
1: I didn't share it for a very long time. Yeah. And that that is like, you, you don't even have to tell a single soul that you're doing it. Just do it for you in the privacy of your own sacred space, wherever that is in your house or your, you know, for a lot of people, and I do say this to a lot of moms as well: the bathroom is a solace, is a is is a place where they go just to get five minutes away from mm-hmm. everybody. Them five minutes that you're in the bathroom, put on the earphones. That's what I mean. Nobody has to know what you're doing yeah and people think I think sometimes that you know they'll
0: feel silly or whatever you get over that pretty quickly when you start to feel the effects of
1: it feel the benefits yeah Yeah.
0: that's the biggest thing yeah ego ego is what's
1: coming in there um because I know when I start sharing the, the 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 movement videos initially I like I felt like an absolute tool but what was happening was and you know in fairness We've to thank, well, for me, i would to thank Lisa Malone for this. Shut down the eyes. If you cannot even cope with what you're looking at or how you look, shut down the eyes and just start to feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what and happens then is you want to open your eyes because you you grow so madly in love with yourself. And it's not in a in a vain way or whatever. It's in it's in the most purest, most gorgeous way that you just if it was confetti you'd be sprinkling it all around I really wish I said this on a podcast the other day as
0: well I'm like when with certain things that we talk about on here it's like I wish you could bottle it up and sell it to people or give it away not even sell yeah. it just give it away because because people need it and I uh, it's like they need to experience it. And I, I wish that people would try something and let themselves experience it and surrender to it because once you start, you'll never want to stop. And it's some it's something that's just so freeing. Mm. You know, it's this beautiful sense of freedom that comes with it as well. But
1: the way that you say it's something you'll stop and you'll not you'll not want to something you'll start and you'll not want to stop, bear in mind with it will come resistance
0: oh yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> because the resistance, and that's what that's why consistency is needed you ask, what what tools tools is consistency showing up and doing it for yourself and pushing through that resistance because persistence hates sorry resistance hates persistence mm. so the more you keep pushing through that resistance like people would automatically think that I can just you know start to do me me movement medicine and I'd not be met by resistance now no that's how it shows up because if there's stuff going on with you you feel it and th- that's where you start to identify very quickly in the body where are you holding your block where are you holding your your whether it be anger sadness frustration where are you holding it in your body and through the movement it just gets released and that's the benefit
0: yeah and that's really beautiful, really, really beautiful. I I experienced that this week, actually, after being away for the weekend, I came back and I was like, okay, I re- like I really want to ground and then kind of come back into my body and come into myself. I'm all for having fun, but I also know from my own energy that I... You need to, to pull like,
1: it back for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, oh, the resistance was ridiculous. And I was like, I want to drink cow and I want... To dance. And it was like, no, absolutely not. No, 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 no. And when we say resistance, if somebody doesn't understand that, it's basically like, you know, (laughs) and you're being almost guided towards doing it. But there's a part of you that's just really holding back because a lot of the time there's, it brings up so much for you. There is a fear sometimes because you're like, I I don't want to experience that right now. You know, I'm in a good place or whatever. Or maybe you've already got a lot going on. You're like, well, I fucking can't take any more today. So I just don't want to be an emotional wreck after doing some movement. That's how powerful this is. Mm-hmm because you're really connecting with the root of your feminine essence you know and a lot of the womb work that I am now doing with people and with clients is so rooted with that movement is so rooted in your womb space like it really is and our wisdom and our power that comes from there when we start to clear that energy it can be overwhelming so this week I was like no I don't want to and so I kind of gave myself a couple of hours and I went back to it and I was like, right, I'm going to sit down with this and I'm going to be like, why am I, you know, resisting it? You know, I know it's so good for me. And then eventually I was able to get up and just start moving and I found the joy in it. And I think sometimes we take healing so fucking seriously. We're like, Oh no, we have to take this seriously. (laughs) There's No laughing allowed here. Right. Yeah. Uh, You have to allow the joy in right and movement should bring you joy as well so you can be laughing and crying at the same time I've done that many times (laughs) especially with movement so allow the joy in along with the release don't take it so seriously
1: yeah and get out of the comparison trap don't be looking on somebody else and thinking I'm not doing it the way they are. It's not about doing it the way somebody else. It's about learning your way. Mm. It's not about being
0: sexy either. It's, yeah. It's it's, not, I, I shake my ass sometimes and I like twerk and stuff, but that's because I love doing it. I actually just get so much of an energy release out of that. But that's different from when I'm dancing for movement. And, you know, it's not, it get, even then, it's not about being sexy. It's about just feeling good in my body and like, I, I do feel sexy, but it's it's not about trying to be sexy for somebody exactly. else. And
1: I, I do think that's the big thing about all this movement kind of um that there's a huge misunderstanding about it that people think it's about learning to be sexy and learning to, you know, move possibly in what is seen as a provocative way or something like that, whereas really what's happening to the individual is. They are just learning and becoming their true self. And for me anyway, I can't speak for anybody else, but for me on my journey, I have lived decades where I have lived with so much shame around my body, around given to myself freely, loving myself really and the big thing for me is actually bearing all and being vulnerable to those closest to me because there's that thing where for me anyway inside it was I still need to be accepted and love as I am and if somebody doesn't love and accept me as I am then I'm going to run now whereas what happens when you're in your divine feminine flow and masculine flow You just chill the fuck out and you don't see it like that. You just let it be. You just don't seek that external validation. You don't seek that approval. You just have fallen truly, madly, deeply in love with yourself. Yeah, I love that.
0: I love that. Um, We've been talking for nearly an hour. (laughs) and I do this all the time podcast I'm like we can chat and chat and chat and chat and then I'm like people have lives Jennifer they actually have stuff to do (laughs) and so I think we're just gonna have to get you back on for another episode in the future for (laughs) show, um because you've just so I loved I just love the way that you explain things I love having conversations with you because I love how you explain things and I love your energy when you explain it and everything that we're talking about today is all to do with your energy it's all even the movements that's all moving energy in your body it's releasing things um releasing trauma releasing pain uh releasing like space so that you can feel the joy you can receive you can be abundant you can live this life that you want to live um because you deserve it everybody deserves it yeah um and you deserve to love yourself and you deserve to love your body like you deserve to love the vessel that you are here in because every single body is beautiful and there is no right or wrong and you got to start somewhere right yeah so these are the lessons that i really hope not lessons the wisdom the, the nuggets of wisdom that i hope that you really took from kelly today but what i've been asking everyone this season is um what does feminine flow mean to you
1: being completely made Just uncomplicated, simple, gentle me. And I have fiery and sass too, but it's just, it's, it's just dropping the labels and just being me. That's what my feminine flow is. Yeah, I love that.
0: I love her. Her, her little smile you're not gonna obviously be able to see it because it's a podcast but she's like and I've got fire and sass as well with <laughs> her little cheeky smile she's like oh yeah I do <laughs> part of my feminine flow thank you um thank you so much for coming on today thank
1: you
0: nice. thank you please reach out to Kelly please reach out to me let us know what you took from this episode I'm so excited for you to hear it and uh thank you for listening as always and big kisses to you kelly and guys thank you so much and i will speak to you on the next episode i am so grateful to you for sharing your time with me and listening to this episode of rise up with jen Kavner. this podcast is just next level it's an incredible opportunity for me to be able to connect with you and offer you a little something back So if you enjoyed it and you loved it, please give a review, share it with your friends, your family members, your mom, whoever you think might listen to it and get something from it. It is for everyone. I thank you so much
1: for your time and I will speak to you in the next podcast soon.